Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. I am Josh Roop. We are on episode 110. With me, my other host. <laughs> my The Chewbacca to your Han Solo, uh, Scott Larson. Well, I've been listening to a lot of Slam lately. Yeah. And, I know. And, it's awesome. Ron's the host and Bruce is the co-host. Yes. You know, tr- yes but, trust me. I'm surprised you haven't picked up on that before. Yeah, but in the last couple of episodes, it's very distinct that Ron is the host and Bruce is the other host, not the co-host, oh. the other. Oh, see, I, I, I'm okay with being a sidekick. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> you you oh. do the editing, and so I'm, I'm good with that. If I, so if I, I got to do call. the editing, I'm good. Oh, okay. So I got a call okay. yesterday. Uh, FedEx called me. Iron Maiden Pro is going to be at my house on Friday. Woo-woo. I'm so excited. I called Zach Many. Uh, he helped me get go through the whole process. Man, it's it is painless mm-hmm. every time I use flipping out pinball. If you're not using flipping out pinball, you, you're just causing yourself more headache. Really, that's what it comes down to. The shipping's smooth. The games show up pristine. I don't know how Zach does it, but he does it. It's great. And at the end of June. My Foo Fighters is showing up, so yeah. I'm stoked. And maybe I won't have to worry about Deadpool because I heard that production-wise, it got pushed back. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, but if you're looking for that next pinball machine, if you're looking for a Godzilla topper, if you're looking for some of those sweet accessories, give Zach and Nicole many at Flipping Out a call, or like we do, hit them up through Facebook and send them messages. Be kind though; don't message them at like two in the morning. <laughs> It does happen, and I think okay. That's... I will say I have been guilty about sending you messages at random times because my call schedule is so weird. But uh, oh yes, but I totally get it. Yeah, um, I I also have another flipping out pinball story. So my friend who has that premium Bally Williams collection, he yeah. sold his house, and so he moved. And I've got a uh, I've got a terrible right wrist right now that has been okay. healing. Uh, I, I heard it playing tennis and it's been a while. So I went over to his house and he had these guys that were like, you know, 22 and looked like they, they escaped the Jersey shore extra group. And they were, okay. uh, so they were carrying up all these games from his basement and, you know, around the back. And it was huge shipped them over to his new house, but his new house, he's moving to a very small house that, uh, has a, um, it has an, uh, a staircase that has a left-hand turn and, we were thinking, well, okay, so I brought my Escalera and five pinball machines down the stairs with a 90 degree turn in there in 45 minutes. Nice. And so, man, if you have not used one of these things, it is totally worth it. It's only a Mandalorian topper. Thank, thank me later. Uh, definitely yeah. ask uh, Zach and Nicole if you, are, if you are looking for easy ways of moving machines. Definitely. And... I agree with you. That's the only way to go. I have a couple of appliance dollies. I have an actual pinball dolly uh, because I don't have stairs between my pinball machines and the outside. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about stairs. But when I do, I have an appliance dolly. I get called when <laughs> when my cousin needs us to move some yeah, pinball sure, machines. Yeah, sure. But having something that walks up and down those stairs was yeah. so good. Yep, definitely. Well, we've had uh, – it's been kind of an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, it seems like every – it was like a tsunami. Everything came in at once. And then yeah. right now we're dealing with, I would say, lesser uh, news releases. I mean, we're going to talk about yep. accessories, toppers, and all that, and all that kind of stuff today. Um, but, yeah, it is uh, – it's been different. 
It's been a different. Yeah. Oh, also one thing I do want to point out. Um, so I actually went to our podcast uh, evaluation and uh, or not evaluation, the ratings on iTunes. Right. And okay. we need some more ratings because the last one is like three years old. And one of them talked about one of us breathing like Darth Vader throughout the, the podcast, which I thought was kind of hilarious, but um, it's uh, yeah, it, seriously, we would love it if you guys just go to whatever podcast uh, thing and uh, drop us a rating. Obviously appreciate five star, but we appreciate uh, feedback um, in any ways of how having to make the show better. So let's get some Definitely. new ratings on there. And the reason why I say this is because podcasts come and go. But a lot of times when you're looking for that new podcast, um, a total uh, nerd rabbit hole here. Uh, I have started rewatching Babylon 5, which I haven't seen for like 30 years. And I would say I'm a marginal <laughs> sci-fi fan, but I, but I remember enjoying it back in college. And I found a podcast that has um, it's Babylon 5 for the first time. And it, they're going through it for the first time. And so it was, it's, it's really interesting. And they even pointed out that, hey, um, when you're looking for a podcast, a lot of times it doesn't really help out with the search algorithms. But if a podcast that you look up and you're like, I want to check those guys out, uh, guys or girls, if it has more ratings or more reviews, then you're more likely to check that out. So, Definitely. so anyway, I just appreciate it if you could uh, go and and. <clears throat> uh like like and subscribe and all that fun stuff so yeah also hit up this week in pinball they still have their oh absolutely uh, creators database and send us one there too as well yeah uh, speaking of this week in pinball there's also silver ball swag if you want to check out some of our shirts the shoes are just the shoes are, like shoes are on cakes. fire shoes on fire i can't wait for expo this year we're mm -hmm. gonna we'll be able to tell it was like the hats you yeah. go through expo like oh oh yep 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 yep, yep. And then uh, now it's going to be the shoes, which is awesome. Yeah. And so I, if I've learned one thing about pinball swag is people don't don't really want shirts. They want something unique. The, well, they so also they don't do. want crap. Uh, the bottom yeah, line true. is if, if you have a uh, if, if you put out cheap stuff and then I totally get it. Everybody has their own way of doing things. But my personal take is that I don't want to wear something that feels it feels like a promo thing that costs five yeah. bucks to make the shirt's not comfortable, the hat's not comfortable or whatever. So we've certainly gone out of our way to make sure that we're, we're putting something that you would, you would be happy wearing every day. And really I, to be fair, we're making very little on any of this stuff. I, I give out yeah. more stuff than, than we do anything. So if anything, yeah. we're net negative. Um, and so we just want, <laughs> you know, we just want people to have fun, have a fun. Definitely. Time. Definitely. That is silverballswag.com slash loser kid. Mm -hmm. As simple as that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Also, I want to give another shout out to Slam Tilt Podcast. Uh, I was listening to them today. They are wrapping up their, by by time we air this, it'll be done. But they were doing their, for Lyman Sheets, mm -hmm. uh, donations to the suicide prevention. And uh, it sound, they, they gave us a shout out. They gave the Lions shout out because we had them on the last episode mm -hmm. talking about Harry Potter. Yeah. So. I just want to say thanks to Ron and Bruce for giving us a shout out. It's awesome what you guys are doing. Yeah. And, uh, and we have, we have certainly been an advocate for people with, uh, um, the one thing that we share in life, it seems to me is that the older I get, the more everybody feels isolated. Yeah. And so I, 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 I'm going a little bit out in the weeds and, 
uh, so, so at church, we were talking about the, the 90 and nine and the, the sheep that's, that's lost and, you know, the yeah. shepherd goes and finds the sheep. And I said, how many of us identify with the 99? Definitely. Nobody. We all, we all identify with, with the lost one. And so if you're feeling that one, recognize you're not alone Two, yep. it's, there is absolutely no shame in saying I need some mental health issues because uh, again, your brain is just like any other part of the body and it can have some issues that have things that need to be, need to be addressed. And, um, counseling can help talking to friends, reaching out. And if there's anything else, if you're thinking of harming yourself, please don't and reach out. Yeah. Yep. Well, check up on your friends. I don't know if we talked about this last week was rough, man. I, my mother-in-law went in for yeah. urgent surgery. Uh, a good friend of mine, his wife passed away. Um, and another friend had his, his mom had to go in for surgery as well. Yeah. And so it was just kind of a weird week last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to check up on people, you know, life, life can change a blink. Yeah. We, we went so. down to St. George to help out with, uh, some family health issues. So yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Let's, let's get on to, uh, we want to kind of review some Harry Potter thoughts. There were some extra thoughts. It's really been on the minds of everyone, I guess. Our episode kind of cracks some of the mystery we've we've been talked about throughout a couple of different podcasts about what the line said because Christian Line used to do a show was Christian Christian and Sarah did mm-hmm. called the Super Awesome Pinball Show with Christopher Franchi. If you don't know Franchi, Franchi did Batman sixty six. He did Munsters. He now did Godfather with JJP. He's on other future titles throughout the pinball industry because he's also did Galactic Tank Force. And so there were some there were some nuggets that that were dropped in there, um, like we never set a number, but this is definitely the most expensive license yeah. in pinball history, uh, flat out bar none. Um, we don't know a number, but we do know that like it's probably going to be touted once all this information comes out from Jersey Jack. Uh, Beatles, Beatles it, was the old benchmark, okay? Yeah, which the, was this, a million for license, this e- right? This eclipses that. I, yes. it, it has to. And the bottom line is the Beatles are legendary. Yes. But Harry Potter is legendary now. And, well, and, and, and so, and so it still connects with today's audience. Even I know the Beatles yes. do, but you're, you're going for a different demographic. You are going to pay a premium for this. Yes. Um, also the, I know Christian kind of talked about it, but, um, it kind of sounds like this license was kind of pulled out from under the rug on Stern. Okay. So I, I thought, I thought more about that though. Um, and so the, the one thing that I keep trying to think about is we know what the public face is, right? We know what the press release is. We know what happens on the surface. Okay. Yeah. So the, the only thing that we know for sure is Joe Kamenkow got on Mother's Day and posted JJP has the license. Yeah. So end the speculation. Okay. So everything else beyond that is why. So I've been thinking a lot more about this. What does what did Stern know or think about the license that we don't know? Yeah. And so that leads me to think this seems to be an automatic thing. It's like, Hey, do you want to sell tickets to Taylor Swift concerts? The answer is yes, because you're going to sell a billion of them. Right. Yeah. 
However, what if there were some caveats to that agreement that made it really not in your best interest to, to yeah, do sure. that? And so the, the question I have is, okay, there's obviously something and it's not the money. I know, I know that they would make up that money. Okay. Definitely. So yep. let's even just say if Sternwa to sell the game and charge an extra $500 for premium licensing credibility or whatever you want to say, right? Yeah. They could do that and they could sell easily 10,000 Harry Potter games. I, this yep. really has, this theme has the chance of eclipsing uh, Adam's family. It, it, it does because you can like with the, with the home market, the way it is, a lot of people that I know have been, have, are really interested in this game. And I've asked even casual people, um, okay, would you be interested in Harry Potter pin? And every one of them said, yes. So that tells me there's such a huge market for it. So there had to have been something that was an absolute no go for Stern to decide that this was a license worth passing up. So there are a couple things we can talk about. Okay. Um, so Wonka yeah. is licensed by the same people as Harry Potter. Uh, it's right. Warner Brothers. And we saw how restrictive Wonka was. Right. I mean, you it's Gene Wilder in the same pose like six different yeah, times. And, on the and we talked about class. this. This is this is yes. like the the lunchbox pose of Gene Wilder. And that was you're right. That was because that's what his family only allowed him to do or the licensing. Right. Yeah. There's not much as of scenes in the game. Mm -hmm. It's mostly like the chocolate factory working in the background with with the stats up. Right. So there are a couple a couple of scenes, but not a bunch. And uh, artwork wise, like I said, they were very restrictive on what they could do. Mm -hmm. So let's apply that to Harry Potter, uh, a more mega license mm -hmm. that's more relevant. If Stern walked into this and saw how Bond went with a very restrictive licensor, we like. We know that the, the the licensor was a pain in the butt on this one, mm -hmm. on, on Bond. On Bond, yes, on Bond. I wonder if it left a sour taste in their mouth. The other thing, too, is um, people keep dancing around this. It's something that, that did tie into it. But, yeah, also the, the bar scene, my understanding, there's a restriction to what a game can be on location. I don't know exactly what that restriction is, but it had something to do with, like, Stern didn't feel comfortable doing that to their machine. Right to make up for whatever uh, restriction they were coming out for. And so I wonder, I mean, Joe talked about this on our show two years ago when mm -hmm. we had him on. Yep. He was going for Harry Potter then. He'd been going for Harry Potter a year before. I mean, this has been years and years in the making. Right. And so if there was some internal struggle going on at Stern, and finally JJP's like, we'll just meet all your requirements and we'll sign on it right now. That could have been, it might not have been most, like the, rug out from underneath them but it still was like an internal struggle and honestly if you're having a heck of a time getting this license to agree to stuff and it's taking years and years and years to do so yeah. uh this is probably the best opportunity now to get it than any other time so i think it's a good thing jjp got it because if stern couldn't agree on what the game should be right this is probably the only time we would see a harry potter game if that makes sense because she's been softened up she's ready to go you know what I'm saying? JJP is the best alternative to Stern for market penetration. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, Stern, yeah. we know, is, is the Goliath in the room. 
and yeah. and JJP is uh, okay. You probably have Chicago Game Company in there too, but they 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 only have one original license that's coming out, right? Yeah. Um, and so JJP is the next likely selection, just based on they they do know how to make a quality game, and it yeah. looks great. And so I I'm not I don't think that Stern is going to lose sleep on this. I I, I don't the so either. I bet they wish they could have had it under a situation that works for them. Yep. But th- there's no reason for them to compromise their, their business model significantly to appease uh, one, uh, like one severe restriction yeah. uh, that, to, that completely affects their business. So, Definitely. so that's, that's why I, uh, okay. Uh, Full disclosure, I, I I appreciate JJP Games. I, yeah. I I do love what they do. Um, I tend to have a little more fun with Stern, and yep. and so and I have way more Stern games than I do anything else. Um, it, it has a lot of them have more of that one more play feel, and there is something that makes me want to come back to them. So yeah, if it were a JJP, if it were a Stern game. Yeah, I I probably get it unless the the cost was super prohibitive. For JJP, I want to see what it is because some JJPs I really like and they're fun, but other JJPs they just haven't hit that center for me. So that that's where I'm a little uh, I I'm a little cautious, but that also gives me the freedom to say I want it or I don't. I'm not buying it sight unseen. Definitely. And it makes me wonder too, we're going to get into this later about the used market. Mm-hmm. We're at least two years out from seeing this game. Oh yeah. So, so I don't know if you remember this before COVID, but the used market on a JJP was pretty comparable to like a new Stern pro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could get a Hobbit for 6,500 with no problem. Yeah. Um, it just, my thing is, is two years from now, everyone's talking about there's definitely going to be a price increase, and especially if this is the most expensive license in pinball history, there's going to be some compensation for that. And so that's the thing, though. Like, how many people are going to buy brand new out of the box or just wait three months till you know you can buy it used off the, the secondary market? Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to predict. The people are spending money outside the home again. Yeah. Like travel is way up. And yep. uh, so home renovations went crazy. Uh, home entertainment options went crazy during COVID. And yeah. we know that there people are going back to concerts. People are, uh, people are taking trips with their family. They're spending their money on other experiences right now. And that really has hurt the home environment. Yeah. And that may have some long lasting things that COVID may have been a huge bump for pinball, but it could have also been a temporary blip. It's true as well. So I guess overall with, with Harry Potter, we're excited to see what comes. My nervousness is it's quite a high bar regardless. Yeah. And so I just, I fear for JJP. I hope that it doesn't become one of those situations that no matter what they reveal, yeah. it's going to be a failure kind of thing just because there's going to be such high expectations. Yeah. And to be fair, like I am of the star Wars generation and when Stern was coming out with star Wars, I was super excited and I didn't buy it. Yeah. So uh, that, that totally 
can happen with any license. So if there yeah. was if there was a license that for me would it would have been automatic as is uh, Star Wars and I did pass on it and that was a stern game. So you know th- there's no guarantee. And then speaking of JJP and future releases, we want to speculate on some upcoming titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like I mean listening to every other podcast mm-hmm. and everything coming out, it sounds like Elton John's next from Richie. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire. And so. I'm really intrigued. I might not be a huge Elton John fan, but I am intrigued about this release because it's going to answer some questions that we've all had. Um, Can Richie design when he doesn't have as restrictive as a build of material? Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that Pat Lawler's gone and we know that Richie wouldn't be taking, you know, slack from Lawler on his designs. Um, are we going to see more mechs? Are we going to see a little bit different design to the playfields? Because it feels like the mechs have really been stripped out over the last four titles. They have some been some okay, good stuff. Well, okay, I'm going to push back because okay. Black Knight, that Black Knight mech was really cool. Uh, sorry, I'm sp- I'm talking specifically about Jersey Jersey, Jersey Jack. Jack okay, okay, yes, yes. Because I, I mean, look at Godfather. You do have the sculpt sure, there, sure. But, but it's more of like a pop bumper underneath. Yep. It's like an upside down pop bumper is the best way it's to It's a cheaper it. mechanism. Uh, that, that's Correct. the bottom line. It's not a, it's not a full featured. Uh, and I would say that's Black Knight should have been better. I, I, I think we can agree on that, that Black Knight should have had more. The upper play field was a total disappointment. It's a, it was a okay. flat plexiglass with a uh, um, like a, the cannon launcher thing. That really, yeah. they should have ripped that that thing out and put targets up there, or put something way more interesting up there. Uh, and so the question is, can can Richie focus himself to use the build of materials in a way that makes sense? Because Correct. that's the Achilles' heel, from my perspective, in a, in the last few builds that he had. Well, and I guess to my point is, so like Toy Story only had the jump around. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wonka didn't really have much besides the spinning gobstopper. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, and Guns N' Roses did have... That's cosmetic. Yeah. Guns N' Roses had the upper play field and some diverters and stuff like that. And it did have flippers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, the last game you can think of was Pirates of the Caribbean with the triple spinning disc, which that was then taken right. out. Right. It had the chest that opened, that which was, was taken then out. Taken out. Yeah. You had the rocking ship. You have... And there was a lot on there. And it feels like they've gravitated away from that. So I'm interested to see what happens with the Richie design to mm-hmm. see. And, and don't get me wrong. Mechs don't equal amazing gameplay. Mechs play. don't equal fun, but it does give you something extra to push you over the edge. But I think when JJP's case, they're a very immersive experience. Whereas yes. um, Stern games are more of a, a gameplay experience. Mm-hmm. And Ellen's bringing more of that immersive experience like in Godzilla and Avengers and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's it's more gameplay versus moments is how I'm going to put it. And JJP is definitely more moments than it is uh, deep. Well, I don't want to say deep gameplay. The gameplay is definitely different. It, it, it's just varied. It, it feels yeah. uh, JJP feels a little bit more like I'm playing a board game with friends. And yes. and that's not bad. I like board games. Yeah, it's it, it is a different feel. Uh, Stern tends to have, have a little more of a go-kart feel yeah. where, you know, it's, it's a little fastier, a little punchier, a little faster, a little punchier. 
And that's what I, I like from Stern with hot uh, with, uh, sorry, JJP, all the games, they are fun, but it is different. It is, it's, it's, it's like I'm doing a role-playing thing. I, the Hobbit yeah. is so immersive with that screen and the movie clips and all that. So great. Yep. Definitely. Um, it still doesn't have the gameplay punch that I wanted. But every time you start uh, the dragon multiball, the uh, smog multiball, mm-hmm. it's such a cool moment. I mean, I, that's the thing is I feel like mechs lend themselves really well to JJP games. And I feel like they should start heading in that. Don't get me wrong. Don't cut back. Like, I feel like Godfather shoots very well mm-hmm. and there's a lot of good shots to it. And I haven't played it yet. So I, I don't know. There could be a complaint that there's almost too many shots because there's like 29 ball paths. Yeah. But um, I think we need to go back to those moments. I think that's what made JJP different and special. And. I felt like we lost some of that with Toy Story and we, we got it back with Guns N' Roses, but it just, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying Yeah, is I want to see, we're going to see what happens and it's probably, let's see, when did Godfather release in March? Mm-hmm. So that's the third month. If you add nine months, cause they're saying about every nine months, we're going to see May, we we'll, might see Elton John by the end of the year in December, mm-hmm. a December release. So, and then speaking of another release, Stern's next one, which smoke with there's fire, right? Yeah. Then it makes sense, right? We talked about this before at Comic-Con last year. It was super weird that they obviously pushed Venom because yes. they had Ozzy there and Todd McFarlane, who is known for Spider-Man art. Yep. And it doesn't take a genius to say, why would these two be together? And it's obvious with a giant Stern logo right, right behind them yeah. on the booth. Like it, it wasn't much of a stretch. Yeah. Like it's obvious that it's going to be something that's Spider-Man related. And rumor has that the venom is the, is the, is the deal having a comic book version of them. Venom. I actually, I think is better. It gives him more opportunity. Yep. It's kind of like yep. the ultimate version of Spider-Man the the vault edition um it gives them a little more options and flexibility and having an aussie soundtrack is great for that so i don't know here's the question though just on the theme and the art and the music how interested are you in venom okay so when you say art has it hasn't been talked about yet I'm pretty for sure zombie Yeti's on this one. Okay. If it's zombie Yeti, then sure. But why would, it, why would Todd McFarlane even be there then? I think it's a team up. Okay. I think it's a zombie Yeti Todd McFarlane team up. I don't think Todd did all of it. Okay. I, but I, Todd I bet... has a very distinctive style. I, I, I read, I read comic books in the late eighties, early nineties. Haven't really read them since, but Todd had, it's, it's like the JJP, uh, GNR experience, right? There's yeah. something different about that game that pulls you in. There was something a different, different about Todd McFarland art that pulled you in. And yeah. can you mesh two competing st- or two different styles? Cause, yes. cause zombie Yeti and Todd McFarland, they are completely different artists. Imagine zombie Yeti and Christopher Franchi working together. Well, they, but here's the thing though, is styles. every, pin- every pinball machine, 
doesn't have just one singular artist. They usually do tap in and have some people like doing filler work. I, I just I think not it, doing filler work. I'm not saying Todd, Todd, Todd McFarlane bought work. Barry Bonds's 73rd home run ball for $10 million. But obviously, Zombie Yeti knows how to do a play field layout sure. style. And so that's why I'm saying Todd McFarlane's done comic books. Yeah. I highly doubt he knows how to come in and fill out a play field. That's where you bring in. That's where you get the tag team, right? You get the you get the art from Todd. Mm-hmm. But you also get the expertise of Zombie. Sure. I really think it's a collaborative effort there. This isn't confirmed, but like, there's just there's been some hints. Yeah. And I guess that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Uh, um. By the way, we haven't that, seen Venom. We have no idea. No, <laughs> I haven't seen Venom. Yeah. The, the, this uh, is this is us just saying it's been around for so long that I would be utterly shocked if it were not Venom coming up. Well, and like I said, that booth said Todd McFarlane, Ozzy Osbourne, and Stern Pimble. Yeah. All you had to do was put little plus signs between yeah. those logos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay. J- by the way, just for just for context, guess how much Todd McFarlane's worth? I just Googled I don't it. Even, just I don't guess. Know. Four million. Three hundred million. Really? Three hundred million yeah wowzers oh yeah that that's that is major league there hmm that is that's only about 300 million more than i have um the one that i'm thinking sorry i don't know why it just reminded me rob liefeld have you heard of this guy Well, rob liefeld was the he he was the creator of deadpool he was of the same era uh, like the, yeah. the four big artists of that era, and I know I'm going down a rabbit hole, was Todd McFarlane, Wills Portacio, Rob Liefeld, and Jim Lee. But what's funny to me is like Rob Liefeld, because he was so big, he even had like his designer Levi yeah, his jeans, fly, and yeah. it was a commercial yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. But if, if you ever want a really good chuckle, go check out the 40 worst Rob oh, Liefeld drawings. He has no idea he- about anatomy. Like he, oh, it's, it's he had terrible. muscles in weird places, but he had a yeah. visual style that really worked. Uh, so he was very specific about like Deadpool and, and creating that character. Um, yeah. but which had to be a rip off of death stroke. Yeah. But, Slade Wilson, Wade Wilson, sure, they, sure, but, the suits. Fine. I don't know. It's anyhow. Fine. But, uh, Wills Portacio, I love the style of Wills Portacio. He was amazing. However, Jim Lee was the best anatomic one. Like he, yeah. he had a great, he, if you want to know how to draw super accurate comic book guys, go look at Jim Lee stuff. Oh, definitely. Okay. Back, back to, okay, meanwhile, back to pinball. Minute. Sorry. So back it's 30, pinball. 30 minutes in and we spent 10 minutes talking about pinball. Hey, but it was related. <laughs> it was related. To it was them. definitely 100%. So Brian Eddy, he's next. Mm-hmm. So, Brian Eddy on Venom. I'm pretty for sure Dwight Sullivan's going to be tapped in on this one because he's up next as well, mm-hmm. based off of everything. Um, how do you feel? How do we feel about Eddie? I'm, I'm going to go first. Like, okay. I I appreciate Stranger Things. Sure. I think the problem is it got a lot of slack because it, it is very much Avenge. Uh, Avenge. Uh, Avenge Attack Mars. From Mars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Avenge Mars. Attack from Mars-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, layout wise, uh, come game on, plays, it's 2.0. It really is. It really is. Even the it's, code, it's a reskinned Attack from Mars. That's not bad. I own Attack from Mars, which is why I don't own Stranger Things. And then I do enjoy Mandalorian, 
I think the problem is though, I feel like you only play really half of the play field because half of it or a quarter, the top right quarter is taken by the, the mini play field, which is fine. That's part of the game. And then baby Yoda takes the top left half. I know it's like pop bumpers and like rollovers. It's nothing. Yeah. It's really not much. Uh, And so I'm hoping that this next iteration from Eddie shows us a little bit further of what he can do because I feel like shadow was great. I mean, obviously medieval madness and attack from our top, top tier games. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I worry. I don't know. It, it just makes me chuckle. Cause like, what was it? Four years ago, they announced Eddie was, maybe it was even longer than that. Maybe it was five years ago. They announced Eddie was working at Stern mm-hmm. and I remember people like Mike drop Stern's won the game, like Stern's in the lead or whatever. Right. And it's funny because it doesn't really feel that way. It, and don't get me wrong. I enjoy Eddie. I appreciate what he's done for pinball and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone planned on what Elwin was going to do to the, to the industry. Right. It was Eddie and Elwin came in similar times, really. Yes. Um, and Elwin has about the same amount of games as Eddie does now. Yeah. Uh, the, the challenge is... Um, Elwin is the modern take on pinball. It it, it has driven every other design into different directions. Eddie is the, it's kind of the retro design. Uh, The Stranger Things, I think it's a solid game. Mandalorian, I'm not a huge fan of gimmick play fields. And that's actually why I sold my Mandalorian. Um, Because the upper right with the play field that goes up and down, Okay, it's fine, it, but it feels like. Do you know what it felt like? It felt like Shrek, where you get the okay. uh, the upper right, uh, you know, the mini yeah. pinball, and it, it, it's what kind of that? a different is it donkey, yeah. donkey pinball. Yeah, it's like yeah. a different, and, and you know, same with Family Guy, whatever, same, same, yeah, same thing, yeah. right? But it felt like okay, this isn't really part of the game. This is like a side quest, but it takes up so much real estate. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping he can, and if you if you look at the other things. Medieval Madness is not that way. There's not really a, a gimmick side area. There's there's great shots in that. Um, um, Attack from Mars has great shots. So I I'm curious to see what his next design is. But I'm also I, I'm totally undecided. This is this is one of those where I'm going to have to see it uh, to order it or play it or uh, to buy it. I, I have to play I'll it. I have play to see it. it. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I think the jury's still out. I guess I'll put it that way. Definitely. Uh, speaking of Elwin, let's talk Godzilla topper. Okay. Let's talk about toppers. Okay. Or do you want to, do you want to let it breathe for a second? And we can hurry and talk about the one other Elwin thing I want okay, to talk go about. Ahead, really go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I, I just want to talk about, there's something that Elwin's done in his games recently that I don't think we take, we kind of take for granted a little bit. Uh, the 180 ramp is redefining pinball as like take, you know how we're taking out pop, pop nests, pop bumper nests. Mm-hmm. I feel like the 180 ramp does something very unique that has expanded on pinball. And the reason being is, is you get a lot of bang for your buck and a very small area. Right. And so like with Jurassic park, it, it creates a lot more real estate, but it creates a very dynamic shot, right? Right in the middle of the play field. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like look on Godzilla, the back left ramp is actually one of those 180 ramps mm-hmm. and flips it back. It creates, it's got, it's so perfected that 
typically a shot like this would, could either clunk or it would um, be very hard to hit. It would reject a lot. Mm -hmm. Somehow they've perfected it and just made it smooth. And in the past, I've been thinking about this. In the past, this shot was only accomplished by a vertical up kicker. Mm -hmm. You would shoot it into a saucer, and then that saucer would be hit by a vertical up kicker. And that, which, I mean, look at a. Uh, um, my best example would be like Doctor Dude, when you're shooting the. I think it's not the heart ramp. It's it's one of those, but it, you'd shoot into saucer and then a vertical up kicker. Mm -hmm. It's the same idea. So it's Simpsons Pinball Party. You shoot in the garage. You have to wait for it to kick up. Correct. You're cutting out time for the ball to be moving. Mm -hmm. you, you get you get faster movement. Your bomb is lower because you're cutting out a coil, mm -hmm. which you can all, and then that's node board space. I just, I think there's, <laughs> I, as I'm dissect, dissecting more and more of Elwin's games, mm -hmm. there's just little nuances like that because we don't have a vertical up kicker in that spot. That means that's money that can be spent somewhere else on the play field. And so this is, this is why Elwin is smart when he designs because he's taking things like this, applying into the game and which then he can put more into the game. And that's why we get godzilla i can't wait for his next game like i'm really excited like i'm excited iron man is here on friday um but i just iron maiden yeah I, I, my iron maiden's here on friday yeah, you said iron, iron man sorry iron maiden and then uh whenever he releases his next one which rumor being is jaws, first of the year. jaws. well yeah jaws too yeah but uh first of the year is probably when we're gonna see it ish you, so. you hit on something that's really important and the the three-dimensionality that elwin has brought to the design process where he has he it's not like he's designing a complete flat play field i mean everyone has habit trails everyone has everything like that but yeah the velocity at which he incorporates the 3d space above the play field is what has made him be the new king of flow. Yep. He really is. The, the ball does not stop. It, you can keep that ball flying around and it 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 creates that 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 kinetic momentum that we're all craving for in pinball. Uh so so that's exactly what it is and think about the economy of a shot. It basically takes something that could have been a scoop shot and makes it into a very dynamic high flow shot. And I will say the, the three, the, the vertical, you know, the reverse ramps, they don't clunk. They yeah. don't, there's so much velocity of those things going in that it just flies. So yep. absolutely. If, if there's one thing that has changed the game for pinball, it's, the velocity at which you are playing constantly by Definitely. by his economy of design. Kind of said better. So, all right, let's move on to this Godzilla topper. Uh, okay. Um, mm, okay. I am. Mm, okay. Am I an idiot? I am actually buying the topper. Right. I'm buying I'm the topper I'm because it's, uh, it's a game that I'm going to keep for a long time. Like I, okay. I don't see me selling Godzilla really anytime soon, if ever. I okay. Agree. Okay. So my thought was, okay, if I want to buy it, I should buy it now. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, 
the challenge that I have with Stern's approach to toppers and their accessories is that I wish they had the same commitment to excellence and quality and value for their uh, accessory kit that they do for their machines. When you buy a game, yes. Okay. It's still expensive, right? I mean, this is, these are small cars here. It's still expensive, but you know, I'm buying this game and compared to what else is out there, I'm getting a higher quality, a higher fun game for 2000 cheaper than I'm getting other options. Yeah. So why don't they have a dedicated team that all they're doing is making cool looking stuff and the topper they have disguised their toppers by adding a boatload of lights. So they are, they have become Walmart displays and end cap toppers. That's what they've become where you go into Walmart, there's an end cap, you know, which is the premium real estate in the, in the store, right? Because everybody walks past the end caps. So there's something that's eye catching. So yes, it still accomplishes the job. You see Godzilla, but my gosh, isn't, is it not exactly the same Godzilla that's on the play field already? I'm pretty for sure. It It, is that same model. Exactly the same. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and so you have this exactly the same. You have this this uh, smoke fire thing that they stole from the Adams family and put <laughs> up there. They have are, are the ta- the tanks aren't even three D, right? They're like plastic. To they're flat plastic. Yeah, they're yeah. flat plastic. Uh, okay, I will say a plus for all of Elwin's games. My gosh, his toppers, fra- like that Stern produces for his games are the laziest toppers ever. Yeah. They are super lazy. Like the Godzilla or the, uh, the Jurassic park topper. You know what? There were better alternatives out there. There really were. And I understand the better alternatives weren't paying licensing. They were, you know, they they were certainly operating in a gray area. If, (laughs) if uh, that is even a thing because they were unlicensed. And so they had a lot more freedom to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. But they they at least provided something that was visually more interesting. Um, and I will say the you know the Infinity Quest topper, it's fine, it's layered, but it still feel it's two D lights. It's two D plastic with a whole bunch of lights, which still yeah it looks good from a distance. But man, when you compare these to any topper that Chicago Gaming Company has done, it, it's laughable. They, yeah. they they look like they 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 look like they are not putting forth the effort. I appreciate that they have gone to the effort of putting art blades, which I know are it's just it's can, eye candy, right? But they look yeah. good. Like the, the only the only art blades that I didn't like really were Mandalorian art art blades because it was just the heads. But that's a style question, right? It, it, it just yeah. wasn't my thing. But if you look at the topper game that they're bringing it, it's just not there. And, and, and everybody says it, okay, vote with your wallet, which is fine. I totally get it. Um, yeah. I'm willing to buy it because I want a complete game. And, but there are some parts of their, 
they're games that I like. I did not buy the shooter rod, the Godzilla yeah. X shooter rod, because I actually bought two shooter rods, which were cool, but they don't really help out gameplay. Like the, yeah. the shooter rod on uh, Infinity Quest, the shooter rod on Jurassic Park. I use the button anyway to launch anyway. And the the um, the shooter rod that they used for uh, Avengers Infinity Quest, the the spring is the wrong spring. You full plunge it, and it doesn't even do that. So, like, I, the question is, who is? Uh, why don't they have a dedicated team? They are making so much money off this stuff, and I totally understand. This is me being a fanboy who is complaining, but having a thousand dollar topper for a game that costs, you know, 10 to 10 to 15% of a game. Yeah. There, there does come a point where you're thinking, wow, you really are just fleecing people who uh, just have more money than, than they know what to do with. And so, so maybe, maybe my bar should be higher, higher for toppers. And, and I should give games a little more of a pass. Man, you're getting kind of worked up Ooh. there, like the deeper conversation. No, it's just, I, Kay, for a man buying this topper, I know. he sure. Okay, I, I still think it will. Okay, the fire mode in the back actually looks kind of cool. It really does. Yeah. It has the fire thing going up on the buildings. It does make it feel like a complete game. They do put a lot of lights interaction in it, so that is yeah. something to do it. But the gap between what I want them to make in a topper and what they are making is wide. Yeah. Okay. We got to take into consideration, though, that okay, if Zombie Yeti is on Venom, right, mm-hmm. and he just did Foo Fighters, that's back to back releases. Yeah, and a year or two ago, he had Avengers and Turtles, mm-hmm. which were back to back releases. So obviously, Zombie Yeti is at max capacity, right? Sure, now, right. And to keep these toppers cohesive, he is the one doing the topper art as well. Because he talked on turtles, he actually tapped his his daughter. Uh, he, yes, his his daughter. Yeah, he brought did, his daughter. Did a guest art. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so the the thing is is the toppers are an afterthought. Oh, a complete afterthought. Which is why I'm saying, why don't they have a topper team? Like, have three people on it. I agree, but who do you tap to be your artist then to keep it cohesive? Because Zombie Yeti, you still have to do the art. And really, those toppers are mostly art with some light. Well, okay, but that's what they've defaulted to. If, yeah. they, had, so, if they had a better like Godzilla sculpt up there, then you don't really need Zombie Yeti. Like, I guarantee Zombie Yeti didn't do the Godzilla doll in there. True. So I guess... I guess that does bring you would either have to step up your game to the point that you're doing nothing but 3d models. You're going the CGC route and you're putting behind the cohesiveness of the art. Like if you're doing 3d models, it's probably gonna be cohesive anyway, but yeah, I agree with you on that point. Like, and it's so weird to me because these accessories come out and then like they release like once a year. It's so weird. And then like, we don't see him again for another year or something yeah. like that. I, I don't fully understand. Like, is it just a side project, a side hustle I, for Stern? Yeah. However, they, I, they could make, okay, this is me again. I will, I will pull out my, my Josh Sharp fact checking uh red card and say, I have nothing to back my statements up. 
Okay. I don't work, yeah. I, I don't work in marketing. I haven't yeah. done the analysis on it. However, yeah. when medieval madness decided to up their game for their topper, I bought their topper, which yeah. was like seven fifty or 800. And it is a 3d sculpt that has lights on it. Right. That's, that's all. And it looks so good. And you can't tell me that you can't do a similar thing for a, 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 a decent profit margin. If you, I mean, you could buy, you could buy a $300 Godzilla toy and glue it to the top of your game. And it would look more yeah. like it, it, it would look more uh, connected to the game than having a, a zip tied Godzilla up there. So I think here's where everyone's having the issue. It doesn't look fantastic. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look okay. I won't say it doesn't look terrible, it, but okay. I will say it is okay. It's a, it, it's a Toyota Corolla. It's functional. Okay. It looks fine. It gets you from point A to B, but would you rather have that or I don't know, a, a, a Corvette? Yeah. But my point being is, is like, I think this is where people are having an issue is either go the thousand dollar price tag and build quality. Right. Like I didn't hear any, like, yeah, two, two grand was a lot for a Mandalorian. Topic. Yeah. And I will say that that wasn't for me. That was, that was a bridge too far, but I didn't, they may have complained about the price, but I didn't feel like they complained about the quality of the topper. Mm-hmm. Either you gotta understand, like a lot of people are new into this hobby. Stern Toppers went to a thousand dollars with what? Like it wasn't even Black Knight sort of rage. It was after that. Yeah, it's only been in the last two three years. Yeah, and even then, an expensive topper, which was the Black Knight topper, was six hundred and fifty dollars brand new out of the box, mm -hmm. and that's a Actually, pretty amazing. Wasn't topper. it four fifty to start with? I don't think it was, but I think the toppers before the flat plastic ones, so like the Deadpool yeah. one, was four hundred bucks. Yeah. And so it's like either go back to the $400 price tag and do flat plastics mm -hmm. or meet the quality of the thousand dollar price tag. But right. here's the problem. People are buying it. it yeah. It, people are buying I, it. I, I so totally why, get it. Why, why, I, I totally get it. I, why is there any motive for Stern? Apparently right. they can put, they can take the toy off of Godzilla's play field. They're like, Oh, we'll just produce more of these mm -hmm. slap it on a topper with some LEDs and some flat plastics and there's a thousand. Okay. And okay. Just looking at the picture of the topper again, do you know what it looks like? It looks what? like Godzilla is an elf and talking to Mr. Narwhal before he hops off <laughs> uh, on the iceberg. That's what it looks yeah. like. It's Mr. Narwhal popping out of the top of the Godzilla game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, well, I guess are they selling though? Because I've heard from some distributors. I know some people have backed. I know some people have backed out now. Yep. Now it, I've heard other. Are they still I've heard making? Other just, uh, maybe they're they're making what they want out of it. True, but my point being is is like so. I heard some distributors can't keep these in stock. I've heard other distributors they're trying to pawn this, get other distributors to buy it because they can't sell them at all. So it's this weird mix of like some are selling, some are not. Yeah, some are embarrassed to even be having this product because they don't feel like it matches the quality of what a start product should be. If your distributor feels that way, you should rethink things. Like, yeah, it's, uh, I, I just wish that you're right. It's uh, the, the guardians of the galaxy topper, which they're not even making anymore. 
They, yeah. I mean, that was, was 400 bucks or something. And it, it yeah. completed the visual aspect of the game. And I'm not really complaining about that one. Yeah. The other ones, it just, it feels like they've gotten lazier and more expensive. I agree. I think if you made a flat past, if you went into the topper game right now, I know everyone wants to go bigger and better because the first thing I saw after this was announced was like three other mod companies like, check out our gods are the topper. It's better. Whatever. Mm. I'm like, if you really want to make some money, maybe may you won't. You just 3D print a bunch of flat plastics and stick it on a topper with some LEDs and sell it for 200 bucks, 300 bucks. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. The Measle Mods has one that you can put up there that's cheaper, and that is licensed. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to I, there's a topic that I've wanted to hit for a couple episodes now. Okay. I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about it. Uh, maybe they are. I don't know. Uh, my, my pinball podcasts lately have been very narrowed down. I do listen to pinball podcasts, but it feels like the content's not being put out as much anymore mm-hmm. as well. Uh, anywho, the topic at hand, I want to talk about the used market. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, we've seen a decline definitely in the last six months. Mm-hmm. Um, I will start off by saying though, I don't think th- everyone keeps saying the bubble's going to burst. I think for the bubble to burst, um, like that means we're going back to ground zero. I just don't see that happening with pinball. I don't see if I know it that flattens pin- that that's, what's going to happen. It's, it it's going to flatten and depress it's gonna a flatten. little bit like the housing Correct. market. But I don't think we see the mid two thousands of where like used pinball machines were just being thrown in the trash mm-hmm. versus being re- I mean, throw, people still want to restore these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think we get back to that point where you can get a pinball machine for like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a modern pinball machine. Uh, definitely EM all day, but what I'm seeing now and, and mates, cause I've just been trying to sell, sell pinball machines, which I'm now glad that my, the machines I need sold are gone. Cause it's been a pain in the neck. It really has. Um, I had one person offer me half of what I was asking for God for guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Half like, and when I just, I, I didn't even want to all the emotions that came with that. I just said, no, yeah, like, I just, I'm not even justifying you with like a, you know, a very wordy text. Let's just put it that way. Right. No, no, thanks. <laughs> That's not so friendly. And, and they, they were ballsy enough to, to write back. Well, if you change your mind, we're more than happy to take it off your hands. Yeah. I'm like, I want to save this person the next time they're selling. Like, I'm just going to hit them for every ad on Facebook and be like, hey, will you take half? Will you take half? Will you, I'll okay. take it off your hand. I, I will say that that's, um, by the way, I just sent you a few links to some 3D options for, oh, okay. you, there, there's basically things that you could just glue on the top of your machine. It would look better uh, for a yep. hundred bucks. Um, yep. There are people who are, okay, I would say, aggressive shoppers out there and there's there's a tactic that and i uh, a tactic that if you uh, on ebay it says a surprise i actually saw this about a a week ago a surprisingly effective strategy for uh it was like or best offer and it said uh 50 of what they're they're asking it was like a straight 50 percent because they you're not going to get tons of hits, but you're going to get enough where people are like, yeah, okay. I just want to sell it. 
So I, yeah. I think that you're getting a lot of people who have that tactic that uh, they're just, they're shooting 50% out there and just see, you know, it's like throwing the fishing line in the water to see yeah. what happens. And, Definitely. and sometimes you may get that, that owner who's like, you know, I just want to get rid of it and move on. I, I got our house for, for actually a really good deal. Like we walked into about 50,000 in equity. And yeah. what happened is, is that they, they listed the house and they just want a quick sale. Yeah. So they, so it ended up that we, we saw that it, like the house was on the market for four days and they had four offers. Yeah. So they, I understand. However, I, I will say it, it feels a little bit like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. and so I don't know. It, and like, I get, I don't know. Like I had people offering me $800 less than I was asking, but at that point, and then I feel like I can counter back. Like, sure. yeah, it's a little, low, but this is, this is where I can go. There's some negotiation room. Were you taking $3,700 off of a pinball well, machine? But that, no, that's way. what it is. It's a straight 50%. I, yeah. They are not, uh, because they say you're actually getting, uh, your success rate is higher on offering 50% than it is on offering 60% or 70% because it's a quick, easy calculation for the owner. Okay. It, okay. It, it, it was, it's a weird tactic. I totally understand why you can be miffed on something that you're trying to sell for $7,000 and they're offering 3,500, yeah. but it, it is a well-known tactic. So, and I think the other thing, okay, let's, I've got some cold, hard facts. Let's, let's go okay, through let's these really this. quick about the use, use market. You and I were discussing trends. You and I were discussing this before the right. episode. Um, unless if you're an Elwin, mm -hmm. let, let's go, let's hit Godzilla. Cause Godzilla is in second place right now to Foo Fighters. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, that's wow. the newest. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. That, that's a, that's some great inflation right there. So the, we all know once the new hotness comes out, it always goes to number one. Um, okay. Godzilla. There are eight for sale on the market right now. This is we're doing everything through pin side. Sure. I'm not going. Okay. The cheapest right now for sale that it doesn't have a pending is $9,900. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you can, it looks like they're floating around 99, 10K, 10, 7, 10, 5. So it looks like Elwin game, like Godzilla obviously is about or higher than new in box, which is what we've seen for the last mm -hmm. couple of years. All right. The one that has, uh, let's hurry and talk about what was the other one that I was talking about? Uh, Iron Maiden. Mm -hmm. So, cause my Iron Maiden pro is going to be here on Friday. I was like, I was curious. There are four on the market. Out of those four, uh, the very base one is $7,000, and it goes all the way up to $8,700. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. That's a pretty good margin, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's still at a new inbox or higher. Okay. The one that I was in, because we've talked about this. I know you feel that Ninja Turtles isn't a fantastic game. But... uh. I I prefer the pro over the premium, and I think that's what soured you was the premium. The, the premium, right? well, it didn't help that my glider malfunctioned within like a week of me buying it. Correct. So, a turtle's premium, the very base right now, mind you, uh, they're not making these anymore. So I can't say like new in box should be around ninety seven hundred because that's what premiums are going for sure. right now, right? Okay. If it were so if it were on the line today, it would sell for if that. it were on the line today. But let's even go back to 
six months ago. You're at eight, not eight grand. You're at nine grand, right? That's brand new out of the box because there was a $700 increase. The base right now, can you, well, you know, the base right now is 7,100 and that is sitting. Mm -hmm. That's not even, that. that's that's a price of a pro new in box. Okay, well, I also, I read this off Pinside that there is a pro, a very well-modded pro Yes. Uh, including the topper on turtles for 6,500. So that, if, that's insane if you me. want a turtles buy this now. Yeah. Um, a lot of these other premiums are sitting around eight, 8,300, 8,400. Yep. I mean, we're still lower than new in box. Uh, it is what right. it is. Which, which uh, is, Nick's which is what it should be to be, to be blunt. Yeah. Uh, a used game should go for five hundred to a thousand less than than new, and it should. Yep. It should. That's what the market should be. Um, let's let's pull up Mando's really quick. Okay, this is this is exciting. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, well we can cut this part out." Actually, will you look up Mandalorian? I'm yep. going to hurry. I want to talk Avengers because Avengers is still an L one game, yep, right? It is. It's considered probably okay out of the top one hundred. It's his lowest rated. <laughs> Out of the top. Yeah, what is it, 15 or 16? 19 now. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I know. Uh, life is rough how, when you're in at 19. How many, does Steve Rich, hey, how many does Steve Ritchie have in the top 10? Well, yeah. Uh, let's talk um, premiums right now. Yep. You're looking at a base, 7,400. I mean, one just sold at seventy eight hundred. Yeah, eight thousand. There's, um, it's, I see a nine thousand, seven thousand premium with mods. Yep, I see that. Uh, seventy three hundred. Where are you seeing the seven thousand? I that one's seventy eight hundred. It's kind of crossed out though. No, there's the seven. There's a ooh. There's another one. Six thousand nine hundred fifty. So if you're looking for an Avengers, oh, I'm sorry. Premium. Okay, no, I'm I'm looking at Mandalorians. You were looking at. Oh, sorry. You were looking at Avengers. Uh, yeah, I heard him brought up Avengers while you were looking up Mandalorian. Okay, sorry. Uh, but my point we'll, being we'll is, just this cut is that out. You can, you can tell your part. <laughs> I probably won't. Okay, all right. <laughs> but this is an Elwin game, yeah. and and the base is seventy four hundred. They're still making these yeah. brand new off the line. It's going to be ninety seven hundred dollars. Right. I mean, that's a seventy four hundred. That's that's a twenty three hundred dollar. Yeah, w- which know, again is that's reasonable. I wonder how much shipping plays into this as well. Because oh, last time yeah. I checked, shipping, shipping, shipping was ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, Sh- yeah. Sh- where and, you can and also use- it's kind of a it's kind of a pain. I I brought this up last time that I my biggest hurdle to selling a game is I just hate the game of selling and dealing yes. with with people who are offering three thousand dollars for a twelve thousand dollar game. Um, yeah. I I just hate that. Um, I sold my Mandalorian so I could buy a Cactus Canyon. So that's, that's yep. what happened there. Uh, but it was to a friend. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty easy. Yeah. So yeah, get, getting uh, back to Mandalorian, but yeah, you, yes. you're, I just pulled up Mando with you. Yeah. Yeah. 7,000. 7, yeah. If you're in North Carolina area, do you want to, there, there, hey, there's one in that's... Louisiana that you can get for $50 less. Good. Crimey. And there's, there's also eight on this one as well. The, Mm-hmm. We're we're starting to see a flood of the market. I don't know if it's because there's a nine thousand people... with animated Grogu. So mm, nice, nice. Okay, so in fairness, that's what uh, 
I you should anticipate spending five hundred to a thousand less for a home use only uh, uh, game uh, from yeah. from what the line is. So that so I think that's reasonable to expect that. Um, now, but I think the days are gone of we're going to spend. 9700 on a new unbox and get 9700 out of it. Used. Oh yeah, no, in in very few games will do that. And it's because it, this is Econ 110 boys and girls. Once yeah. the supply catches up with demand, there will be an adjustment to the curve. And and the uh the 4 trillion dollar uh rain checks are not coming in anymore. The economy stimulation is has been spent. Yep. And some of you spent your money unwisely. Yes. <laughs> yes. You spent poorly. Yeah. So, but like like I said, there's going to be some bright spots, right, in the used market. The Stranger Things is still going to sell high. It will. They but, didn't okay, make a ton of them. That's the supply and, and demand. Just yep, getting back to demand. supply and demand. The 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 demand may not be as high for a stranger things as it is for a Godzilla, but the supply is way lower. Correct. Even though I think they so, should remake it to be blunt. So I think that should be something we should be talking about is like, cause I hear a lot of people getting frustrated with the market. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that like new prices, new inbox prices are still pretty high yeah. and they don't seem to be trending down at all. No. Um, but that's the thing, though, is like the used market is coming down. And as people start turning towards the used market instead of buying new in box, because mm -hmm. that, that was kind of the joke with Harry Potter. Like, it's going to come out new. Let's say it comes out like the base model is $15,000, but I'll just wait three months and get it for 10. I mean, Hobbits are going for like 8,500 right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. I, I remember when you could used to get them for 6,500. That, that, that feels about right for a Hobbit. It, it does. 8,500 feels about right. True. Um, but my point being is, is we're, that's what we're going to see for a little while. I'm sorry. I had to pull up bond. I just, oh, I had to. Okay. So what is bond selling for? Yeah. There's, there's seven on the, there's seven on the market right now. 5,600 for a premium. If you, for, a, no, this is a oh. pro for some odd reason. Oh, they must not produce premiums yet. Cause there's not even a premium slot on, uh, no, there's a the top 100. There's a premium. Like I, I, well, I know there's a premium. What? But if if you want to if you want a Doctor No Pro, fifty six hundred. Yeah. No, I was looking it up via. Guess okay. Where so, at on the top one hundred bond sets? Uh, ninety nine. Seventy. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, I I bond should have been so much better. I'm sorry, it really should have been. Okay, there's uh there is a bond premium for seventy eight hundred. There's a, that's insane for a brand that that game's been out not even a year yet. Yeah, and that's that's sad. So uh, it's uh, well, okay. So what about Bond uh, Bond sixty? What's that going for? Because I know that's um, that's dropped a little bit. Oh, that's a good question. Okay, Bond sixty, pulling it up. While you're looking that up, though, I just that's crazy to me that. Um, I mean, fifty six hundred for a, a James Bond mm -hmm. Pro. Seriously, if you're looking for a Bond Pro, this is the way to go. Yeah, um, Ellie's are still set. In, you could, they've got eight ads on here, yeah. but Bond sixty oh, sorry, there's, is there's, around there's currently around 17, 17 to eighteen thousand, and that's where yeah. you're going. 
Um, and like I said, some of these, there is a total flood of the market, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There is a, like the turtles premium. I'm pretty for sure. Let's see. Oh, I guess there was only seven ads. I, there is one May was Avengers. There's like 21 of them sitting on the market and you can go into, you can go into Pinside and see how many games are, uh, sitting there mm-hmm. of these games. I think that's like you said, econ one oh one. We're we're starting to see the market catch up. And so the collection's not values where it was, but I think you're still I think people are gonna be a lot more choosy now when yes. they go to get their new games. They are not gonna just buy sight unseen. Um I I mean I can I guarantee that because we're seeing a lot of that drop off. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, Avengers, there's twenty one of them on the market right now for premiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some there's some pretty nice ones. I mean, there's one for seventy three hundred on here, tricked out. I mean, is what it is, guys yep. and gals. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're heading. Uh, new in box, it's probably still staying strong, but used market is definitely coming down. If it, it, we're going into a buyer's market, if you guys are looking for that pinball machine you want, right. used might be the way to go. You're still not going to get a crazy a crazy deal unless someone just uh, trying to unload their uh, unload their stuff because the bottom line is once the prices drop a certain amount people is like oh, i'll just rather keep the game but yeah. Uh, yeah. i would say a safe value is to say if you can get it between okay let's we're taking shipping out of the equ- equation but if you can get okay. it for a thousand to fifteen hundred below what uh, msrp is then I think that's a decent deal. If you're below fifteen hundred, then wow, you're you're certainly uh, you're you're trending into a great deal, especially if it's yeah. a home use only. But that's uh, that's really where the market should always be. Yeah. Well, really, a ten to twenty percent decrease uh, from new in box isn't terrible. I mean, new cars you definitely take a bigger hit, at least thirty percent right. or more, the second you drive it off the lot. Yeah. So. Uh, and title, like I said, title is going to make a difference. Rarity is going to make a difference. So mm-hmm. you're going to start seeing some more, you know, attack from Mars and medieval madness flowing back up to the top price wise and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that pretty much does it as far as your, your used market. I mean, there's your market trends people. Yep. Uh, if, if you want those used games, you can go out and get them. Uh, one other, I want to do one more shout out before we shut this down. Okay. Don's pinball podcast. If you haven't checked this out yet is like a 30 minute stream of the subconscious, uh, Don by himself, just talking at you about current topics and just opinions and, and shouting out locations. It's, it's very well done. I want to say it's, it's very well produced. I would say that we're more of a raw podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, where okay, he's more, we're more of a conversation podcast and, and we tend okay. to lean heavily on interviews so that yeah. and that's where our angle is. This is just a a new fan, which is fun to get someone who is uh, new, exposed to uh, the world of pinball, and yep. uh, that that excitement that you get when you first start a new hobby. It's you can definitely feel it with him. So uh, go check it out. I, I actually sent him a, a quick message as like, "Hey, uh, good for you! Like doing a uh, a solo podcast for thirty minutes. That's way more effort than I'm willing to do." Yeah. So. It, it's good. He's he's a lot more positive on some things that I. He's feel also like family been friendly too. So if you're looking for another so a, another uh, podcast that you can listen with the kids, yeah, 
one that's not family friendly that <laughs> both these podcasts have cited us as part of their inspiration which i feel shocked that anyone <laughs> listens to us and be like i'm listening to lizard kid and i should do that yeah. too uh but pinball party jason from pinball oh, yeah. party no, inside it's, it's us. awesome yeah. and he is definitely not friend family friendly no, but at all okay <laughs> the, the beautiful part of this is like movies you're gonna find movies yeah. that fit for every demographic so good for you right and we, but his show is really good too. It's highly produced as well. We are on YouTube. If you're if you're super bored and want to look at two extremely sexy dudes talking into microphones, <laughs> um, definitely you can check out our YouTube uh, link. But um, if you have any questions, please reach out. Uh, let us know your thoughts. If you have any uh, hot takes that, we, uh, or if you just want to let us know that we're way off on some of our takes, then we always like want to hear the feedback. So definitely. So. If you want to get a hold of us, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all at Loser Kid Pinball. And if you want that sweet, sweet swag, is silverballswag.com slash loser kid. Uh, we do this every couple weeks, give or take. And uh, I don't know. Anything else, Scott? No, if there's a topic you want us to cover, shoot us a message. Definitely. I, I know we've got a couple of interviews coming up like we always do but it's nice just to to stop and smell the roses and and shoot the pinball breeze occasionally all right right, y'all take care